Up next, a message from Victory Life Church of Milton. Hey, you know what? Uh, why don't you turn to uh, Exodus, Exodus 20, Exodus 20 this morning. Oh, Father God, we just love you and we praise you. Thank you for your will being done in this service. Thank you for your anointing, Lord. Thank you, Father God, that what you need to be said will be said, Lord God, and we will receive it and we will walk in it, Lord. Thank you for your blessings on this congregation, Lord. Give us that desire and that hunger to sell out to you. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. Let me hear everyone say that. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. We love you. In Jesus' wonderful, precious name we pray. Amen. Now, God is so good. Amen. He saved our souls. And you know what he says? Hey, you belong to me now, and I expect you to live a certain way. And I'm willing to bet, if I was a betting man, that a lot of us, all of us, have some things in our life, maybe even some strongholds that we need to give to the Lord. Amen? Some things that are keeping us from being everything God wants us to be. Some things that are keeping us from really, truly enjoying everything that God has for us. Amen? Thank you so much. We all have things we can improve on. Amen? Amen. God is good. Okay, so that's what we're talking about today. We want to start this year off right. We want to give it all to the Lord. We want to be what He's called us to be. So let's look at Exodus 20 and verse 1. uh, And God spoke all these words. Okay, listen. If you ever come to a place in the Bible where it says God said this, that means we need to put our thinking cap on. That means, we, that means we need to pay attention. Amen. That we're about to be instructed something. Can I get in with us? What it says, uh, and Jesus said, and God said, hey, we need to pay special attention to this. This, this good book, man, there's so much in here that is so important to our daily lives. Amen. That's a lot of what we're going to be talking about. Um, I know we talk about it a lot. But over the next couple of weeks, what we're really going to be talking about is if we want to change, if we want to be the person that God wants us to be, one of the main things we are going to have to do is get into this word, really get into it. I don't know how many of you guys read the Bible every day, but we uh, we started this thing last week, um, this whole month, if you can, and I believe we all can, I believe we all can find a few minutes a day where we can read a chapter a day in the Bible. That's not impossible. That's not even that difficult. Amen. We can find time to read a chapter a day. And what I ask of you, amen, is not that we rush through it, but that we we spend time on that chapter, you know, kind of chewing it up, thinking about it, meditating on it, and praying, you know. Before you open the Word, let's say, God, show me what you want me to see in this. Amen. I don't know about you, but when I look back on last year, and I'm not proud of this, obviously, when I look back on last year, I haven't grown in my relationship with the Lord by leaps and bounds. You know what I mean? Um, there's some things that I was battling last year that I'm still battling this year. You know what I mean? So what I'm saying is together, we can get closer to the Lord than ever before. Amen? Okay. And God spoke all these words saying, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt. Now, in the good book, Egypt represents that worldly system, the world. And the Lord God physically brought the children of Israel out of slavery, out of bondage, amen, out of the land of Egypt. Okay? But guess what? He has done the same thing for you and me. Amen. He has taken us out of that worldly system. He has He has removed us. We're saved people. That's what I'm trying to say. 
We still live in the world, but we're not of the world. Amen. We're a peculiar people. So when in doubt, when you, when we want to get, uh, selfish, and that's real easy for us to do, man, we're human beings. You know what I mean? When we want to get selfish and say, God, I don't want to give this area up to you. Amen. Just remember what's been done for us. Amen. Can I get a witness this morning? That God, God laid down his son's life. Amen. That's awesome. That's awesome. Okay. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. So we've been delivered. Amen. Now look, sometimes we have been delivered, but we don't live like we've been delivered. Like what I'm trying to say is sometimes we will still allow ourselves to be in slavery and bondage in certain areas in our life. You know what I'm talking about? And God says, you do not have to live that way. Amen. Sometimes we feel like we owe it to ourselves. Sometimes we feel like we got it coming to us. Whatever. That's a lie from the devil. If we know that we're doing something that is against the word of God, the Lord says, hey, if you know about it, you need to give it up. Amen. Amen. All right. Out of the house of slavery, you shall have no other gods before me. Exodus 20, verse 3. You shall have no other gods before me. That's good right there. But see, here, here's the deal. In, in this day and age, you know, these people, the Hebrews, they worship the one true God. But everybody else, they worship these idols, these false gods. And so God's saying, hey, I just delivered you. I'm going to do some amazing things in your life. Do not allow yourself to get addicted to these false gods. Do not begin to worship these false gods. As we go through other nations, as you're surrounded by other nations, do not get into that same mess that they're involved in. Remember what I've done for you. Remember that I am the one true God. Amen? So here we are. And, and the second, that, that is the, uh, uh, the first commandment. And the second commandment is, it's, uh, I'm going to paraphrase it, don't make something and worship it. Don't make yourself an idol of anything and worship it. And see, in America, we all make those little idols and worship it. You know what I mean? Whatever. I'm not saying you got something in a special room in your house that you light candles and you pray to it. I hope you don't do that. But, but we build these idols, man. We got these areas in our life that God is not pleased with. Amen. These things, and it doesn't have to be, um, what we would consider gross sin. It certainly could be, but sometimes we, you know, we can have an idol of fear, man, you know, where I am just so fearful of tomorrow. I'm so fearful of what, of what the next day is going to hold. And the Lord tells us in the word, Hey, hey, you know what, man? Just take it one day at a time. You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. We got to get in this word. Amen. We can have all kinds of idols that are still in our joy that are ruining our relationship with other people. Amen. We don't want to live like that anymore. Amen. Okay. So 1 John 5 and verse 21, this is a, um, John the Revelator. As he's closing out 1 John, he throws this little sentence in here, and it is so powerful, it's so important, we all need to grab a hold of this this morning. We can leave here saying, you know what, no more strongholds in my life, man. I want to give these to the Lord. As he exposes them, and he will, he'll do it one at a time, you know what I mean? I don't think we could stand it. I think we would be overwhelmed if he showed us everything in our life that was messed up. You know what I mean? Believe me, his love covers over a multitude of sins, but we are in the sanctification station. Can I get a witness? So, I'm going to get a shirt. That's our new shirt. Sanctification station. 
Oh my goodness gracious. Okay, so listen, this is what John says. Little children. Isn't that sweet? He's not talking just to little babies. He's talking to the children of the Lord. He's talking to Christians. Amen. But see, that's how the Lord sees us. He knows we're not perfect. He wants us to work on it. He, he really wants us to work on it. You know what I mean? But He knows we are our kids. You know, and He loves you. Amen. Just let that sink in right now to somebody. Hey, you are loved by God. He is, when He sees you, you are like His little baby. Yeah, I got, I got this little, uh, Rachel Grace, my little girl, and, and she just makes me smile, man. She's not perfect, but I love her so much. And when I see her, man, I'm like, oh, that's my girl. You know what I mean? That's how God sees us. Amen? I'm not saying He's pleased with everything you do. I'm not saying there's not room for improvement. But let me tell you something. You're His child and He loves you. Amen? 1 John 5 and verse 21. Little children, keep yourself from idols. That's how He closes out the book. One more thing. What do you do when you're leaving the house and you got the kids? And you're like, okay. You open up the door like, hey, one more thing. Make sure you don't do this. That's the important stuff, right? You might even get back out of the car and say, hey, 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 don't be setting no fires in here no more or, or whatever. You know what I mean? Stay away from the crossbows, boy. This is how John the Revelator is closing out his book right here. First time. Stay away from idols, man. Don't give the devil any room. You got strong towers. You got strong places in your life that don't need to be there. Get, a, get some distance between you and what Satan wants you to do. Amen. Get away from it. Stay away from them. Separate yourself from that sin lifestyle. Amen? Okay, 1 Peter 1 and verse 16. Is everybody okay? Y'all want to stop now or is everything okay? I mean, seriously, are we good? Okay. 1 Peter 1 and verse 16. Raise your hand if you need to take a break. Um, 1 Peter 1 and verse 16. Since it is written, that's another one of them things, man. Since it is written, God's saying, Pay attention, man. This is what my word says. Amen. Since it is written, you shall be holy, for I am holy. God's book says this, man. He's holy. You know he's holy. There ain't no one like him. We talked about that last week. You know what I'm saying? He is holy, holy, holy. And he says, because I am holy, because there is nobody like me. Amen. And you are my child. You are my little child, and I love you. And I want people to see that you resemble your father when people see you. Amen. I want you to walk holy. I want you to be that person. Strive to be that person. Amen. Can I get a witness? That's what we're here for, man. We are set aside to give God glory. Holy means set aside. Amen. You have, God is completely set aside. There is nobody like Him. You know what I mean? And He has picked us out, handpicked us out. This is good. He handpicked you out and set you aside for His glory. Amen. He didn't have to do that. You know what I mean? Eh, I don't know. That's pretty cool. It's awesome, man. Since it is written, you shall be holy, for I am holy. We serve a holy God. And he says, I want you to be holy. Let's go to the next slide. 1 Thessalonians 4 and verse 1. I bet you can't turn there before I start reading. 1 Thessalonians 4 and verse 1. So we all have a New Year's resolution. Preacher Paul has given us all a New Year's resolution. Now, you don't have to keep it. I ain't going to know. You know what I mean? But we want to grow in our relationship. We want to get rid of all this rubbish that we've been carrying around for however many years. Amen? 
First Thessalonians 4 and verse 1. Finally then, brothers, talking to Christian folks, finally then, brothers, we ask and urge you in the Lord Jesus. Okay, we ask and urge you. God is not going to make you do something. You see what I'm saying? Amen? He wants us to be holy, but He's not going to hold you down. You know what I mean? He, so, Paul's saying here, I urge you, this is very important. You're going to be blessed if you do this. Amen? Finally then, brothers, we ask and urge you in the Lord Jesus that as you received from us how you ought to walk and to please God. Okay. Paul, the big time bishop to the Thessalonian church is saying, we told you how to live. We, we know how to live, don't we? More or less, we know what's right and wrong. Amen. We have this book. This is our manual for life. And we really need to devote ourselves to getting into this word, devoting ourselves to this word, and letting this word guide us and lead us. Amen. Okay, that uh, how, how you ought to walk and to please God. We know how to please God. We know before we do something, we don't often think about it, and we're not prayed up enough or in the Word enough sometimes to call it out or see it like it is. You know, sometimes we just act without thinking, act without praying, but we know what it is to do the right thing. Amen? It's usually that hard, difficult thing, right? Can I get a witness? It's the road you don't really want to go down but it's the road you know you need to go down. Okay, how you ought to walk and to please God just as you are doing, that you do so more and more. You see that? Paul's talking to the Thessalonians like, hey, we taught you. We gave you the Word. Amen. And you're doing it. But don't stop now. Do it more and more. So here we go. In this new year, you know, you've been reading your Bible. Okay, you've been spending time in prayer, and I mean committed prayer, serious prayer, amen. And you've been you've been fellowshipping with the brethren, you corporate worship. Okay, those are all awesome things, and those are great for our relationship. But see, God is telling all of us this morning, hey, don't slack off, man. Let's do it more and more. Let's get deeper into our relationship with the Lord this year. So those things, when you have been reading the Bible, I do this. I don't know if you've done this. But when you read the Bible and you're like, um, I know exactly what this chapter talks about, and I'm knee-deep in this sort of rubbish right now, so I'm going to skip over that because I don't want to be convicted. Does that make sense? We don't pick and choose. Amen? We let this Word do what it's supposed to do. We let it point out what's wrong with us. And then we let the Holy Spirit deal, it, deal with us. Amen? Okay, so John 3 and verse 30. This is, this is a, uh, John the Baptist right here. And John the Baptist, he had, a, he had an awesome big-time ministry, man. Tons of folks were flocking to him, man. But he was preparing the way for the Messiah. He was preparing the way for Jesus Christ. And so as Jesus Christ's ministry... Uh, goes into effect. Guess what was happening to John the Baptist ministry? It was getting smaller. And so one day, John's disciples come to him like, hey, 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 man, you know that guy that you were hanging out with? All our followers, man, that were coming to our services, that were putting money in our offering plates, are going over there, man. They're going to follow this Jesus guy. Okay, you know what John says? It's right there. should be right uh, John 3 and verse 30. He must become greater. I must become less. I must become less. That needs to be the cry of our hearts, guys. Amen. It, it hasn't been mine. You know what I mean? I, I've been in a tug of war, man, all year long. Am I making sense this morning? But this is the place. This is the place we all need to be. We're like, God, it's not about me. It's not even about what I want. It's not even about my ministry. 
You know what I mean? It's about you. Amen. I'm here for you. I've been created by you. I've been created for you. I've been set aside for your glory. So it needs to be more of you and less of myself each and every day. And that's the program we're on. Amen. All right. Let's go to the next slide. Everybody's doing really good so far. And this is going to be on the test. Romans 12 and verse 1. Romans 12 and verse 1. This is Paul again. I'm excited, man. I'm excited about this new year. This can be an awesome year for all of us. I'm not saying we're not going to have hardships and difficulties and, and pains. You know what I mean? But this can be an awesome year where we get closer to the Lord than we ever have before. Well, you keep saying getting closer to the Lord. I thought his presence was everywhere. His presence is everywhere. He sees everything. He knows each and everything that we think about. He knows everything you do. He sees you perfectly. I'm talking about we can grow in our personal relationship with the Lord. Amen? We can get closer than ever before. Amen? Like with your mate. You know what I'm saying? You can, Don't be complacent or satisfied with where you are with your relationship with your mate. Dig into it. Work on it, man. Amen? Stop looking at how somebody else has always got it better than you, man. You know, God seems so much, so much more pleased with this person, and this person's got the fancy car and the nice house, and his wife, you know, whatever. You know what I'm saying? The grass is always greener, ain't it? The grass is greener where you water it. Amen? Right? Yeah. Yeah, give them some praise. You know what I mean? So, let's devote ourselves to getting closer to the Lord. Amen? Let's, let's work on these relationships that are important with us. Okay, so, uh, what were Romans 12 and verse 1? I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God. Never forget the mercies of God. That's the thing is, is, is me and maybe you guys, I don't know. Um, I begin to act like a spoiled, rotten child of the Lord and start demanding things. You know what I mean? Instead of remembering, hey, what I'm here for, who I really belong to, and what's been done for me. Amen? Don't forget the mercy. Don't forget the fact that Jesus Christ died for you. Amen? I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies a living sacrifice. Man, that's good. That's another one of the things that's really, really hard. You know, but he says, hey, man, present your body as a living sacrifice. Everybody in this day knew exactly what he was talking about. You know what I mean? Lay your life down for the Lord. Give your all to the Lord. And, and we, we, we get fired up sometimes after an awesome service when preacher Paul is just like, man, that's so good. You're wiping the tears away. Like, oh man, his daddy would have been proud of him. Oh, you know, you, you know something, you're leaving this awesome service or, or you're spending some time in the Word. You're like, man, I'm fired up, man. I am going to be that living sacrifice, man. I'm a, I'm a new creation in Christ. I'm laying it all down. And then your beeper goes off. Your sin beeper goes off. Does anyone even know what a beeper is? Your sin beeper, oh, man, that's, that's, that's uh, my pet sin calling me up. I'll be back in a few minutes. You know what I mean? Because you're not letting it go. You know what I mean? I used to have an awesome beeper, man, back in the day. I did, man. My work gave me this awesome, cool beeper. It'd tell me what the weather was like and stuff and and uh all this cool jazz, man. Yeah, it's pretty hip. Anyways. You remember that? You remember when your beeper would go off? Raise your hand if you ever had a beeper. 
when your beeper went off and you had to pull over, find a payphone, and get change and make the call? Hello, hey, you called me? Yeah, dude, I did call you. Aren't you glad we don't have to live in that anymore? Yeah, I want to tell you all something really, really cool. That whole beeper spill I just went into was not a rabbit trail. That was totally supposed to tie into this message. But I forgot. I don't know. I did. That was supposed to be like really awesome. So we just reminisce a little bit about the old beeper days. Where are you going, James? You get a page? Mm. Anyways, God is good. Maybe next week we'll throw in the beeper thing and we'll just all act like this right here never happened. If you want, I don't know. Or maybe me and James will edit it. We do that a lot too. Um, <laughs> let's just let's just carry on and talk about Jesus. And then he he started talking about beepers and I I don't know. I appeal to you, brothers, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God. Wow. Which is your spiritual worship. Do you know that, man? When we do the right thing, when we do the hard thing, when we do the obedience thing to the Lord, we're worshiping Him. We're giving Him glory. Hey, remember, that's what we're here for. Amen? So let's get into that mode, man, where I want to be that living sacrifice. Not just after you read the good book and get fired up, but we're going to push through it, man. You know what I mean? We're going to stay in the good book so we can be fired up. Amen? Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. I don't know about you guys, man, but I conform to the world sometimes an awful lot. You know what I'm saying? The Lord God ain't pleased with that, man, because we're supposed to be a light in a lost and dying world. Amen? And the world's crept into our homes and our lives and in our workplaces. Well, workplace in the world. But you know what I'm saying, man. There's so much of the world. But see, we're supposed to be a set-aside people. Amen? We're supposed to be transformed into the image of our Lord. That's what we're shooting for, right? Amen? We're talking about that sanctification. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed. Be more like Christ. But be transformed by the renewal of your mind. So God says, you know what? You can be more like my son and less like your old self by the renewing of your mind, by changing the way you see things, by changing the way you think about things. Does that make sense? Do you ever think about some of the crazy bad stuff you did back in the day? And you're like, oh man, that's horrible. Man, I can't believe I did that. You wouldn't do that in a million years right now, right? Because you, you change the way you see that stuff, how you feel about that stuff. Well, see, there's some stuff that we might be doing now where the Lord's like, hey, I want you to look at this the way I see it. You know what I mean? So let's renew your mind. Let's change the way you see this stuff. That by testing, you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. See, that's what, we're, that's what we need to be excited about. You know what I mean? I'm going to sell out to the Most High God. I'm going to be that living sacrifice. I'm going to let the Word of God, you hear what I'm saying? I'm going to let the Word of God change the way I see things. So I will make those good godly decisions. You know, I'll make that right decision and I will be in the Lord's will. Amen? God is way more concerned about the type of person you are, you know what I mean, than He's concerned about where you live. You know what I'm saying? I want God's will for my life. You know what God's will for your life is? You know what it is? To be sanctified. That's what His will is. Amen? That by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. 
Let's go to Hebrews 4 and verse 12. <laughs> Hebrews 4 and verse 12. For the word of God is alive. So how am I going to change the way I think? How am I going to let my mind be renewed? You know what we need to do? We need to pray. We need to come together in corporate worship. This is the number one. This is the biggie. And, and prayer and reading the Word of God and meditating on the Word of God, these are things that we know to do, but these are things that we don't do that often. You know what I mean? Now, I don't know what's going on in your world, but I know how easy it is for me to get distracted when it's time to really spend time with the Lord. There's a million and one other things I can be doing, and I think, well, I better knock this out. Then I'm going to spend time with the Lord. You know what I'm saying? These things are so important to our relationship with the Lord. Okay, so Hebrews 4 and verse 12. For the Word of God is alive. Did you know that? This book is alive right here. For the Word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. So when we get into this Word, and you say, God, feed me. Show me what's going on. Guess what's going to happen? He's going to show you what's going on. He's going to show you these areas that you need to deal with, that I need to deal with. Amen? And we want to be obedient to that. Amen? So we can be that holy person, that set-aside person, that, that person living that Christ-pleasing life. Amen? And it's, it's not about... Christianity is not about following a bunch of rules and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? It's just not about that at all. But if I love the Lord, I want to do the things that He's told me to do. Amen? If I love Him, and the more I love Him, the more I'm going to want to be obedient to Him. Does that make sense? You know how you're going to fall deeper in love with Him? Spending time with Him. Getting to know Him. Seeing how He's, he's an awesome, awesome God, and he, he sees you as His baby. Amen? I love all you guys very, very much, but I do have some favorites. Thank you, Lord, for blessing these folks, Lord. Father God, give us a hunger. I want you guys to pray for a hunger to sell out to the Lord, a hunger to be everything that God wants you to be, a hunger to uh, push these idols away, amen, to tear down these strongholds by getting in the Word of God, feeding your spirit, man, amen. Thank you, Jesus, Lord. And let that, let, just listen to the Holy Spirit which indwells you to do these things that are going to be pleasing to the Lord. Father God, we love you and we praise you, Lord. Thank you for your word, Lord God, that it cannot return void, Lord, that it's going to do what you called it to do, Lord. Thank you for a fire in all of our hearts, Lord, that we are going to be more committed to you than ever before, Lord God, that we are going to hunger and thirst to be everything that you've called us to be, that we are going to get into the word of God and we are going to let it feed us, Lord God, and we are going to be obedient to it. We're going to love you so much. We're going to want to obey you in every area, even in the difficult things. We love you and praise you. In Jesus' wonderful, precious name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to this message from Victory Life Church. Go to victorylifechurchofmilton.com for more. And may God bless you.